Hello, and welcome to the Old Soul Archaeology Podcast. My name is Michelle Janae. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Are you ready to dig deep? Hello again, and welcome back to Old Soul Sojourn. My name is Michelle Janae with Old Soul Archaeology, and our sojourn today is with Danielle Susie Mills. Well, it's kind of ironic what it means too. Susi actually means worry in French. And as much as I really wanted to get rid of that name, because who really wants worry in, you know, in their name, um, I decided to keep it. <laughs> it's very interesting. All right. So I want to just uh, um, introduce you to our listening audience and let everyone know that Danielle Susie Mills is an award-winning author gymnast, mom, and lifelong dreamer. Before having her two wonderful daughters, she published her books, Tina Tumbles and Illusion of an Ending, one of which miraculously appeared in US Weekly Magazine and People.com. She has also been featured in Chicken Soup for the Soul. That's amazing. So miraculously appeared somewhere. Tell us a little bit about your book writing. From what I understand, these are two very distinct books. You have a children's book as well as an adult novel on a, a past life or reincarnation. Is that is that right? Um, my novel is uh, spiritual in essence. It's uh, about a young guy who um, dies in a motorcycle accident, and he's above his body and trying to let him know, uh, trying to let his mother know that he's okay. And then a girl who can see ghosts, and then the stories intertwine. Um, synchronistically. Um, so yeah, they're, they're very different um, in subject matter, um, which is, uh, it's been a little tricky for me. Um, so my novel was one that I wrote um, for my thesis in grad school. And it was actually inspired by um, some real stuff that happened to me. I was actually um, doing my undergrad in Rhode Island, um, I went for creative writing with the, or English for with a focus in creative writing. And I was on their gymnastics team. So I've been doing gymnastics my whole life and um, also always knew I'd be a writer. So if you had asked me as a kid what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would have said gymnastics coach and author. And sure enough, that's where I was. Um, I'm not coaching anymore right now just because my daughters are younger but um so I ended up uh getting a car accident in Rhode Island um with a guy in a rental car from Aliso Viejo California mm-hmm. and I thought oh well, this happened for a reason may have to write about it and then I thought oh I'm gonna move there someday you know I, even though I didn't really believe it and all this crazy stuff happened to me to to get me to California um I found Chapman University online um And I just knew that's where I was going to go. I was looking for grad schools for creative writing, even though I was incredibly burnt out. Like literally, like I didn't even want to go to college. I was so burnt out. Um, But there was some like some conversation in one of my creative writing classes and people like, oh, yeah, grad school. And I'm like, yeah, grad school. And then like part of my brain's like, no, no grad school. But um, it was just crazy because then there was a girl that transferred to my school in Rhode Island who lived in Southern California. And just, I was able to stay at her house and visit Chapman and I got a job coaching gymnastics at her gym. And it just was like meant to be. 
um, when I moved out to California, everyone I met was connected. A friend from grad school knew one of my roommates and then another roommate knew my friend from the gym. And it was just, it was kind of crazy. And then I had never actually written a novel before. I had written some short stories. Um, a couple of, a collection of my short stories had won a scholarship in undergrad. Um, but I was like, how in the world do I write a novel? And it was almost like, I didn't know, even know what I was writing about. I just kind of had the idea and it kind of just followed the synchronicities that had happened to me. Um, so, so yeah. And then at the same time, cause I was coaching, I had this idea for a children's book and I wrote, I think I remember first writing down inspiration for that on my um, journey, um, driving cross country. Um, it was, you know, Tina Tumbles. And so I was writing that um, while I was coaching too. I, you know, I just remember like telling the kids, guys, make sure you inspire me to finish this book and, and <laughs> get me to finish it. And so that's how that one came to be. So I was, you know, writing my novel while writing my children's book. Wow. It's, it's interesting to hear you talk about all of the synchronicities. And I don't know. Let me ask you this question because I think this is, you know, on the minds of people who maybe don't really understand synchronicities or they're not aware of them or they're not paying attention. Uh, I didn't have that kind of synchronicity growing up. So I'm wondering if it was, if it's an attention thing, is it awareness thing or is it, is it specific to certain people? Are, are you, because you're more in tune with it, just different than someone like me, although I'm, I'm growing into something, is it natural or is it trained or both? So I think it is part of being intuitive, which we all are. Um, and I had always been intuitive, but I think for a while I kind of like, I don't think I turned it off, but maybe I just didn't always trust in it. Um, I had some pretty crazy stuff happen to me, like um, just this story where I was in high school and we were, um, about to go to the beach, we parked in the, the, the beach parking lot. And for some reason, like we left our wallets there and I don't know why I didn't lock the car, but I thought, oh, our stuff will be fine. You know, I, we didn't have cash or anything. It was like really stupid of me not to lock the car. And sure enough, we got back and our stuff was gone, but I had this weird feeling that we would get our stuff back. And so we reported it and um, maybe like a couple, I don't know how long after that, um, I remember waking up to hearing the phone ring and I just remember thinking, all right, that's someone calling about our stuff. And I was just still kind of tired. So I didn't go and answer. I just went back and listened to the message later on. And sure enough, this guy was, um, undercover at a supermarket way up in, I don't know, maybe like an hour, 45 minutes North of where I live. And he had caught someone trying to use my debit card to buy lobster <laughs> and he was saying it was his girlfriend's credit card or it was even it was a debit card yeah and so and then I ended up meeting him and we got all our stuff back so it was just weird you know like two things there like I knew and I knew so I, I felt almost felt like it was like just something to confirm to me that like look how intuitive you are like you just have to trust in it you know um so was so, there yeah, a time I, between so inherently you don't lock the door and you i kind of actually no, like <laughs> that one time like i was like 
So you say our stuff oh, is no, going to be fine. Be I'm not going to lock the door and you come back and your stuff is stolen in that period of time between that time and the time where you figured you knew that you were going to get it back. Did you doubt? Was it, was this a lesson in trust? I think so. Um, I feel bad because, you know, I brought my two friends along with me <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. They probably um, didn't have the same faith or knowledge that you had. Yeah. I mean, and it was funny because I wasn't like super, like, I always remember just knowing stuff about myself. Like I had never really passed on messages to anyone else. Although I, I just knew stuff about my life. I always felt like I'd moved someplace warm. Um, and then here I am in California. Um, I was, I guess I always felt like I'd marry my first true love and that happened. Um, so, and it, with one of the friends, I, you know, I, she had like a, a connection with, with someone. It was like a, not a boyfriend, but you know, a, a love interest. And I just remember like being able to feel the energy between them. They just had a really strong connection. And I just remember calling it my intuition because I could literally feel the energy. And that doesn't happen too much now. Like a lot of people are, you know, have different ways that they're intuitive. Um, but for me, I've realized it's mostly through signs and synchronicities and then just random thoughts that pop into my head. Um, so. So I yeah. had a, I had an experience the other day, my husband was climbing a ladder that he had leaned up against a tree doing some tree work or something and I look out the kitchen window and I see him and he does he can't do a whole lot because he's disabled but he's trying you know not to live a completely sedentary life and, and give up on life he, he was out there working and I look out the window and I'm like oh you know there he is doing his thing again and I walk into the bathroom and I start having these flashes this vision of needing to call an ambulance of needing a um, hospital bed either in our living room or modifying our bedroom of maybe having to drive away from my house leaving him to go get an ambulance or to go because we kind of live in rural arkansas right so i'm thinking uh, the all of these things just pass through my head really quickly but i notice them and i i basically in this moment i'm telling myself stop worrying this is what you're doing because we can right we can use our imagination to worry or but our intuition comes through the same channel so it's almost like the difference between our pipes not being clean and we're getting dirty water versus pure spring water that's going to come through the same pipe so I walk back out to the kitchen and I look at him and he's looking in, in the window because this is, I'm looking out the kitchen window basically like right in front of me here. I can see the tree from here, but I was in the other room facing out that way. And I see him looking at me, but he can't see me. At first I don't realize that because I'm trying to ask him if he needs me by signing, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden he yells my name, Michelle. And so then I know, okay, he needs me. The he had placed the ladder on a block that had slipped and so the ladder shifted and he had to grab onto the tree and he's probably 15 feet up in the air or more and then i'm thinking to myself so this actually was intuition you know and and fortunately i i walked back through the house and looked out and you know in, in that moment, how do you have a way where you know you can distinguish it between something that is 
intuition and something that is maybe fantasy or um just yeah just work yeah no i know what you mean exactly exactly what you mean um so yeah so i usually get this feeling like this weird like feeling in my chest maybe um and sometimes i dismiss it you know but then it, the thought and then but uh, that's when i'll see the signs and synchronicities later to kind of confirm it you know right. I, i'm always looking for com confirmation too you know because I mean, we live in a world that's materialistic and, and concrete and that we're always wanting that kind of proof, you know, because otherwise people won't believe us, you know, people are like, they want the science, you know, and, um, and I always kind of like, you know, joke like, well, you know, our essence is not, at least from what I understand, you know, our essence is not concrete, you know, um, right. who we are, like, here and body is but from all the stuff that you learn from like the major spiritual teachers you know that that our, our essence is not concrete so so some evidence that you get won't be you know what you can hold in your hand um so yeah um sounds and everything ended up being okay right yes yeah i was able to go study the ladder so that he could climb down yeah, yeah so maybe it was like a warning a warning to to trust it quickly. Yeah, for me, it was definitely, I could know, I noticed myself paying attention, which was my first clue, right? Where it wasn't just kind of unconscious worry. I, I became consciously aware of it. And that was what was like, okay, pay attention, keep paying attention, pay more attention, you know? So, and I've, I've done some other things where I, I, I lost something in a store and I muscle tested. So I didn't have that instant thought in my mind. I basically just, you know, relaxed and said, I'm going to find my belongings. And I, I rocked forward. And so I knew it was going to be fine. And we had, a, I freaked out for a minute before I did this, but I was conscious enough to go, wait a minute, let's, let's come at this from another angle instead of freaking out because that freaking out energy probably would have let someone else in on the energy which could have changed the situation possibly my worry could have been self-fulfilling and we had let one store em employee know but as soon as i did that and i got that confirmation that i was going to find it i relaxed and then i just retraced my steps and it was a complete energy shift which in the past i just would have been freaking out until you know <laughs> until the end of time um and i found it and it it was not exactly where I thought it would be. It was just behind where I thought it would be. So that was interesting. Um, and then my daughter misplaced her phone the other day. And so I did the same thing on her behalf. And I, I got the answer that she would find, it, you know, and I didn't know how, but I, you know, I could feel her energy. She's in California. I'm in Arkansas. I'm talking to her on the phone. I can feel all this energy. And to some degree, I'm absorbing it because that's what, you know, kind of what we do as moms and as empaths. And I didn't tell her what I tested because again, it's, you know, if they're not ready for it, it can freak them out. So I just <laughs> simply said, okay, retrace your steps, use your sister's phone, call the phone company as soon as possible. And she was driving home and it was actually in her car. It was under her console. So it, it was never really lost, but she found it and it was okay. And somehow in my body, I was able to sense that, 
which just allows me to show my daughters. I mean, that was my whole point. They were with me when I lost my purse in California and did this. So they've seen it now twice, right? Once in person and once following. Um, but I think when you mentioned that trust factor and, and the confirmation, because hindsight is twenty twenty, if you can see it, but sometimes we'll never know if we were right or wrong. We just have to trust that we were right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like I sometimes have the, the tendency to kind of worry too much. I think, you know, because it goes back to the name <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like being a highly sensitive person, I've, I've learned more about that recently. Um, Cause as a, as a kid, I was very, very sensitive. Like if anyone yelled at me or if anyone got angry, I would literally like drop of a dime, start crying. It's very, very sensitive. And then, um, so, so yeah, sometimes I have to do like really try and get out of my own head, you know, and just be like, stop worrying, stop upset. Like I tend to like obsess about things, you know, because do you I just have, do you have some way that you do that? Because I think we can all get, um, in our heads and or in a funk, right? How do you snap out of it? Well, I haven't been too good at recently just because being a mom of younger kids, like you don't get a lot of time to yourself. Like I'm with my kids all day long. And then, um, so at night, you know, I, I haven't done enough meditation. I think meditation is the best way to do that. Um, so so yeah, and, and I used to do a lot of um, just like uh, uh, instant writing, what's it called? Um, automatic writing. Automatic writing, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that helps too. So here on your website, it says, ever since I was a little girl, I knew in my heart I'd be a writer. And you talk about this, after years of being guided down a path of serendipity and life purpose, I've discovered that words can truly help heal and that books change lives. Tell me a little bit about your your writing of Tina Tumbles and some of the synchronicities that have evolved from that. So, yeah, um, back to actually what we were talking about in the beginning. So in grad school, you know, I, I finished my thesis. Um, and then one of the things my professor said was, oh, this can get an agent, you know, so I went and then I had actually had the kids help me motivate me to finish Tina Tumbles. And so the problem for me was just trying to find an agent who rep would represent the spiritual side and then also the gymnastics books. And that was the hardest part for me was finding someone who maybe would do both. And so I ended up finding like a smaller publisher, um, a woman who was from my hometown and um, she moved to New York and um, she was like, oh, you know, I was going to publish both. And um, I wanted to do Tina Tumbles first because I really wanted to get it out before the Olympics. And there weren't a lot of gymnastics books out there. So that was my main motivation. Even though I really wanted to publish my novel, it was like I needed to get Tina Tumbles out there. Um, and that was actually how I connected to my illustrator, um, Kimberly Soderberg, through that, like I ended up doing some searches for for illustrators on childrensillustrators.com because it was such a small publisher a lot of publishing houses don't let you choose the illustrator but because she was from a small publishing house she let me like kind of do a little have a little more say so I found Kimberly Kimberly agreed um we pretty much content like would connect only through the publisher so I really didn't have direct contact to 
Kimberly until the end, like supposedly the, the, the publisher was trying to find a printer and she was like, the printer kept fitting for size and things kept falling through. And then my contract expired. And so at that point, you know, I was still waiting and still waiting. And at one point I asked my illustrator, I'm like, um, what, like, what about your contract? And she realized she had actually never signed a contract. She just really was wanting to get her work out there. And so we decided, you know, just cause we decided to just not, we just kind of go off on our own. Um, and so we submitted to a couple other like smaller publishers, one that Kimberly was connected to, she had done work for her. Um, but we ultimately just decided, you know what, let's just do Kickstarter and let's get this out on our own. So me being a crazy, like, you know, doing, reading too much, like self-help, like dream big, like I had a pretty big goal on Kickstarter. And luckily I had some amazing people help me out and things ended up working out to, it ended up um, um, going through. And actually I've recently connected with the woman who put it over the edge to, and she doesn't even remember where she actually found the book. And I was like, Nicole, you are the one to put it over the edge, like to, to make it be officially be funded. I had some stuff happen after that. Like my, um, a, a, a woman who was my coach back um, in college. And I'm actually now kind of helping her out with some social media stuff. Cause she has an amazing um, product line called dream big athletic. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, it was like, so I ended up working through and I uploaded it to Amazon and at this point in time like I really had not too much I didn't really know how to market like I was an author I luckily had connected some amazing connections with the gymnastics world um this woman um Sandy who is the owner of dream uh, not dream bank sorry um Emerald City Gymnastics um she is just one of the most amazing selfless people I've ever met and she does this amazing like amazing big meet called um, Charity Choice. And she um, w bought a bunch of the books and sold them at her, her. she has some amazing connections too. So, mm -hmm. um, and then I use some other gymnastics outlets. But anyway, after I uploaded it to Amazon, like usually you have to do stuff to make it known, but because the gymnastics category was so small it ended up just starting taking off and, and just selling within the category. And I, at one point I just remember thinking, okay, like I wonder where my book's going. I wonder if it's really inspiring kids to do gymnastics like I had imagined it to. And then at one, like I was pregnant at the time uh, with my youngest daughter. So I was like really busy, like trying to get as much work done as I could because I was about to be a first time mom. I didn't know how crazy my life was going to get. But uh, I remember logging onto Facebook and just seeing, being tagged in a post and one of my friends from high school was like, oh, Danielle literally uh, reached the stars, literally. And I'm like looking at it and it was like a, a picture from Us Weekly magazine and Jenna Dewan Tatum at the time um, had a little, you know, blurb about Tina Tumbles being her, her daughter's favorite and getting the book actually inspired her to put on a leotard. And at first I didn't know who Jenna was. Like I was, like I said, so busy, like trying to write and I didn't watch any TV. So I'm like, who, who is that? You know, someone who's, who's reading children's books. And like, I just thought it was someone who was reviewing children's books until like it hit me like Tatum. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then I was like, really like, oh my gosh. But the most frustrating part was that Amazon with their system couldn't even keep up with the sales because they'd asked me to ship just a couple of books at a time. And so 
I probably could have had I just sent the whole bunch of books that I had there to Amazon. They probably could have sold all, you know, sold them all. But. <laughs> now you're talking about um, Channing Tatum, just for the audience, for the listening audience. Oh, yeah. She was married to Channing and he's quite well known in the acting world. Yeah. And she and has since, she's an amazing dancer. Um, she was a host for Will the Dance. Um, and the coolest part was after that, I really started to follow her. And just a couple of weeks later, I don't know how long after, um, I saw a post on her Instagram and there was a picture of her holding up this book, Journey of Souls, which was one of my favorite books. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. Um, and years later, I ended up getting to meet Jenna and she has a lot of the same interests that I do. So I was like, this is cool. You know, like um, her daughter, I think has since moved on from gymnastics, but um, it was just really cool confirmation, you know, that, you know, I had done the right thing. And I mean, even stemmed, went, went down to, like I met this woman, Sherry Fink, cause that's one big synchronicity too in itself. I met the woman who helped me self-publish. Um, I had gotten a couple of nudges to go hear this woman speak at San Diego's uh, uh, Publishers and Writers of San Diego. And um, I had, I was in this, this hiking, this meetup group called Love Attraction Craft Brew Hikers. And at one point, <laughs> that's an interesting it. group. <laughs> it was very interesting. And at one point, um, I was supposed to host this hike, but this woman showed up early, like the week early. And so we walked to the creek, and she told me about this lawsuit she had been in because she was a ghostwriter and all this trouble she had been. She's like, You need to self publish. And she sent me this event to go see Sherry speak. And then my mom had sent me the same event. And I'm like, oh, I must be, I must be supposed to go see her, you know? And so, yeah, so it was Sherry who helped guide me to do the print run for the book. Um, and Sherry and I are now good friends. Um, so yeah, it was definitely meant to be, but then the crazy part, like stu like, I don't know what I was thinking. I ended up meeting another writing group after, shortly after I published Shane Tumbles. I and there was another book that came out that had like a similar similar like feel to it and I'm like oh my gosh I need to publish my book I need to get this out because it was kind of the same feeling like it's filling a gap you know like Tina Tumbles probably wouldn't have done so well had there been a bunch more gymnastics books out there but because it was kind of filling a void it it, it you know it was really easily discoverable so I published Tina Tumbles April 6 2014 and then my novel was December 17 2017 or 14, sorry, 2014. Wow, that's really quick. Yeah, to try and market these two different genres, like it was like shooting myself in the foot. And <laughs> a lot of the worry came in, like, like I'm definitely a writer and not the best salesperson because I kept thinking like, okay, so the book was on Amazon. It was moving pretty well. Like Amazon, what they do is they discount books down to like, like hardcover books down to 10, 12, $14, as opposed to the retail price, which normal hardcover picture books are $16.99, $17.99 around there. So I was selling books to gyms, and that, but then I had this huge guilt, like, oh my gosh, people just go on Amazon and buy it for way cheaper. Like they're not going to want to buy it from gyms. And, and so I just had this worry and I, it was like, I put out this worry and it. I'm, I'm now looking back, like, oh my gosh, like, 
I didn't learn about law of attraction until later on. I knew a lot about spiritual stuff, but, and I, I have this, I think law of attraction is only some of our path because I, I truly believe that we come here with a path that we're meant to walk. Like we have free will, so it's not ever set in stone, you know, and I'm learning more about like quantum physics and probabilities and, and there are thousands of probabilities, even like parallel universes. And I mean, stuff that really makes your head spin. So who really knows? <laughs> yeah. But so I, yeah. I'm wondering if this perspective will help. I really, uh, you know, not having looked up your last name, Susie, uh, in the etymological and the last name dictionary, I don't really know yeah. the roots. And sometimes last names can be can be harder than our standard vocabulary too. But I want to just share this with you. Maybe it'll be maybe it's a spectrum thing. Because if you think about nervousness, let's say you're going to be going out to speak tonight, and you're nervous. There are some people um, that say it's on the same spectrum as excitement. It's just an, it's an energy, right? And so if you can shift the nerves and the worry and the fear to one of positive, because then the nervousness is just an, an expectation of something negative, right? And if you can go to excitement, it's the expectation of something positive. So I'm almost wondering if worry is on that imagination spectrum, right? I teach about imagination and the power of mental imagery and these things all the time. And we use it to worry just as much as we can use it to project a positive. So um, maybe we can redefine well, your your last name. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I, I mean, Esther Hicks does have a um, spectrum of emotions. Right. And the highest vibrating energy is, I think, joy and I don't know, there are some other ones. Um, but, you know, it ended up being okay in that you know, after I published my novel, you know, I met this amazing woman named Nicole who um, endorsed it for me. And then um, Nicole is like a really amazing medium and law of attraction coach. And she teaches people how to tap into their gifts and stuff like that. Um, but Nicole had also um, been through a really tough time with grief. She had lost her brother and then her son and her dad within three years of each other so um to to know that she had been um I don't know like affected by my book like um it helped her through you know some of her processes and she had a book in her and so I ended up helping her kind of write her manuscript and she connected me to a couple of really awesome friends who connected my literary agency, who I'm now working with now. Um, Serendipity Lit, by the way. <laughs> so that's um, a great name for a for a an agency that <laughs> for someone like you who is well, so attuned to serendipity and synchronicity. Oh, How but, cool is that? <laughs> okay, so but get this, it gets even crazier. Like when I decided to to publish my book, I looked at a few different avenues for my novel. I was gonna publish either through uh, Balboa Press with Hay House uh, or um, She Writes Press or just do it on my own because that's a couple of people in my group had just done it on their own, you know, and I kind of used the same book cover designer and whatever, but um, I had messaged a woman who was in the metaphysical realm um, 
and she had written for home times. And so she was like, let me connect, or she's, let me connect you with this literary agent. So she sent an email to the head literary agent of serendipity lit. And so I, here I was, I can go back and see that email from years ago where she tried to connect me to Regina and Regina never responded because Regina's incredibly busy, but it was like, here I am working with that same literary agency where I was first connected with and it didn't end up working out then, but it was just crazy, you know, like little signs like that. And I actually came up with a quote, um, which I'll have to look in my book. I wrote it down. Let's see if I can remember. Um, I think synchronicity are this is synchronicities are the signposts between our, um, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. Or, or sign, uh, I don't, I don't think synchronicities are the signposts between um, the earthly path we're walking and connecting or aligning perfectly with the, our path of higher purpose or something like that. I don't know. It's better than the one I wrote down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if but, you find it, we yeah. can share it on the accompanying pages and, and video. Yeah. It's like little hints that you're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Like just little, I mean, people say winks from the universe or, or this and that. Um, and I get them a lot. I think because I'm paying attention, sometimes I think, oh my gosh, I'm just making this up, you know? Um, but I'm constantly being reaffirmed, especially with the story that, um, that I recently had published in Chicken Soup for the Soul. Um, that for me was like a, like a big like shake wake up call, like you really need to trust your intuition. And not only can you trust it, but you can get better at it. And you can help other people connect to their intuition. Like, I really want to help my kids do that. Because for me, I was, I was always intuitive. And if had I continue to learn to trust it, and to really trust in who I am, and what I came here to do, I might be, I mean, further along on the path, although sure, sure. you're always where you're meant to be, you know, but not having to work through so much doubt. Um, but that's always hard, you know, as kids, because, you know, we kind of do what we want. Then when you're an adult, you realize when, you're, when your brain is, you know, fully developed, you think, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think as moms, it's important that we can plant those seeds and, and then let them follow their path, yeah. you know, because we know that they're where they're supposed to be too, right? Ultimately, it, regardless of how much we worry or, or whatever, I, I, um, I have to keep that faith for my own daughters. So, you know, Danielle, we have I've like blown through the time here. We're almost done. <laughs> I want to say what I love about your stories is really the proof that the linear and the rational and the logical are not the only way it is. Your your stories interconnect and they interweave and they spiral up and back and forth and forward. And it's really a beautiful thing to see because in in one sense, they're kind of hard to follow. But as you kept telling the stories, it's like you get this bigger picture, you know, this more territorial map, not just the the linear steps from here to there. And it's it's encouraging because we don't always get that immediate answer, like your connection to serendipity lit. It took a while for it to actually manifest, but it was there. Yep, yep. 
Well, great. I'd love to have you back. Um, in closing, why don't you just tell me who your favorite author is? Who inspires you? Oh my gosh, this is a hot <laughs> I know, a right? Hot just name one. I That's so not know. fair. <laughs> one name like fiction or nonfiction, Michelle. Come on here. Um, who so, comes to the top of your mind first? Like, so nonfiction, like Dr. Wayne Dyer has been huge for me even though he came to me later on, like Journey of Souls, like I said, is, was one of my favorites because it kind of was like real, like real people. And, um, um, and obviously Wayne Dyer is real too. And he comes with, has some amazing, amazing stories too. But so, so yeah, those are two of my favorites. And then um, Dan Millman is also um, a favorite of mine. He, you know, he has some similar themes, gymnastics and spirituality and um, is his not his is um martial arts or is it i've read some of his but he's he's really yeah. interesting his approach to the metaphysical is very grounded in in the physical and the, yeah. the sports so I think he did some martial arts but he was a gymnast too he okay was a, is his not the, the way of the warrior or the way we have the peaceful warrior way yeah. of the peaceful warrior yep i have it on my bookshelf i've read part of it i don't know that i got all the way through it but uh, yeah, a great author as well. Inspiring. Well, Danielle, I hope you'll be back on the podcast. Thank you for sharing with us today. I'm sure that people have found your stories inspiring to trust their own intuition and um, to keep moving forward, even when it seems like <laughs> it, it, like it's not going to work out to trust that feeling that things will. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun talking with you. Yeah, we'll do this again. So um, once again, this has been a Old Soul Sojourn with Daniel Susie Mills, author, um, gymnast, gymnastics coach, entrepreneur, amazing woman. And I am Michelle Janae with Old Soul Archaeology. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, dig deep. <laughs> <laughs>